and Compliance Life has dealt with the journey to and sometimes from the CCO chair. In this month's episode, I take things on a little bit different path by talking to someone who's been in the compliance trenches for nearly 20 years. My guest this month is Joya Williams. Joy began life as a legal secretary, later became a paralegal, and then moved into compliance. Since 2002 or so, she's been in the compliance field, literally on the front lines in the compliance department at several major energy companies in Houston. I know you'll enjoy this month's episode of The Compliance Life. In episode three, Julia transitions to Shell and then applied materials. The Compliance Life details the journey to and in the role of a chief compliance officer. How does one come to sit in the CCO chair? What are some of the skills a CCO needs to successfully navigate the compliance waters in any company? What are some of the top challenges CCOs have faced and how did they meet them? These questions and many others will be explored in this new podcast series. The Compliance Life is hosted by Tom Fox, and each month he'll present the story of one CCO through four episodes. The Compliance Life is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. We're going to have a quick word from our sponsor, and they'll be right back. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back for our third episode of this month's The Compliance Life. We're featuring Joya Williams. We're taking things in a little bit different direction. Joya has not sat in the CCO chair, but she's had a 20-year journey through compliance. So, Joya, first of all, welcome back. Thank you, Tom. I'm happy to be back. Joya, we ended episode two with your discussion of working at Transocean, but you then transitioned over to Shell Oil Company. Uh, Could you tell us what uh, your role was at Shell and what uh, new or different things you learned which expanded your compliance toolkit? Sure, Tom. Yes, I transitioned over to Shell Oil Company uh, from Transocean uh, to expand my knowledge in compliance. I wanted to grow and learn more in more areas of compliance in Shell Oil company provided me that opportunity. Uh, I was hired to work at Shell as a compliance paralegal, but I also held the title of anti-bribery and corruption SME, and I can get uh, more into the details of that as I I go along. Um, But at Shell, some of my experiences um, included learning more about data privacy anti-bribery and corruption, antitrust, and learning more about trade controls. Uh, Tasks that I I took on at Shell, uh, I directed and managed the approval process for the global data privacy and anti-bribery and corruption mailbox workflow. And this was for the distributors, the sponsorships, donations, government intermediaries, and gifts and hospitalities. Uh, This job was previously handled by the ABC SME, uh, who was Fred Ratliff at the time. I was his paralegal. I started assisting him with the role as the the, uh, request continued to grow. And um, I soon, after just tracking the matters in a spreadsheet, you know, I told Fred, hey, we need to set up a mailbox and a workflow system for this process. So I helped to develop that workflow 
workflow process and Fred Radliff uh, politely handed the role over to me. He thought I was uh, qualified enough and had learned enough under his leadership and instructions to make uh, timely ABC decisions uh, in the high-risk situations um, to ensure uh, adherence to conflicts of interest, FCPA, UK bribery, and antitrust issues. Um, because I did handle this role with much success, I did uh, obtain a reward from the chief compliance officer for my uh, role um, in handling this task, which I was very proud of while at Shell. Uh, in addition to managing the mailbox, I also partnered with um, the compliance program technology teams who were in London to help uh, implement new uh, supporting systems as the mailbox I described. I also helped manage global risk assessments uh, and processes for investigations, audits, uh, antitrust, and anti-bribery and corruption areas uh, to make sure that you know everything was in compliance uh, and also to identify any gaps. I also was responsible for screening um, customer databases to identify persons that were subject to the OFAC list. And I also had to identify current and prospective customers that were possibly AML, you know, uh, persons of interest or state-owned entities or uh, politically exposed persons as well. Um, also, I did research uh, regarding laws and trends and impact on international trade controls, trade uh, compliance, antitrust, anti-bribery, and I would present those to the team. Um, I would do that maybe uh, weekly or, you know, if something came in. Uh, I would always make sure it was my responsibility to stay on top of that and get that information out to the team globally. Um, I also manage e-discovery for legal production uh, related to, uh, we would get CFTC subpoenas and preservation notices. So I've worked with the e-discovery team on those. Um, I also partnered uh, with the internal and external stakeholders when collecting information for that and um, you know that's working with highly sensitive information a lot of times you have to work with the traders so a lot of things you know that I was dealing with and the stakeholders it was very very important you know to keep things quiet confidential and maintain sensitivity uh, of these these the information that I was collecting from them uh, also, Tom, I prepared uh, HSR filings, and these were, you know, for the M&As that Shell was involved with, and also responses to government investigations. And in addition to that, I sometimes had the opportunity to structure, uh, train, and train colleagues on the use of our code of conduct registry and our legal document management system. And I think that that just about sums up most of the tasks that I took on while working for Shell. You know, Julia, it's been interesting listening to your journey 
because I'm almost envisioning uh, building blocks that are going in place. You set a foundation at Baker Hughes. Uh, you built on that at Weatherford and um, Transocean, and you're doing the same here. And, and really, components of compliance, components of a best practices compliance program, and you're really expanding out your own knowledge base to the point where you were designated as an SME, but obviously data privacy is not something that you dealt with before. And, you know, here you are being asked uh, to take that on or perhaps volunteered to take that on. But I'm really just sensing the, all of these building blocks that you're creating for your own toolkit that really is showing uh, literally the journey you've had. And I find that part fascinating. Um, the... Um, but after Shell, you moved to uh, Applied Materials, which is where I believe you're na at now. And yeah. so uh, what, uh, what have you picked up there and what maybe new skills or building blocks have you put in place? <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Yes. Uh, actually, Tom, I, I went to Chevron Phillips Chemical for a short while after uh, Shell. A uh, little over a year I spent at Chevron Phillips Chemical out in the woodlands until covid um, where I served as a compliance specialist and um, part of my job duties was being the face of the compliance program and like, you know, working with the company stakeholders. And um, a lot of my uh, tasks and responsibilities included a lot of the same things uh, I've done in the past. Um, but majority of the things I learned at Chevron Phillips Chemical were doing risk assessments. I actually got to go to the different um, buildings and 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 uh, work with the different executives and uh, the different companies, the different business units. I'm sorry, and um, talk with them with and have different committee meetings with them and, and discuss compliance issues and trainings and reportings, uh, and also. Uh, the investigations that may have come in affecting their, uh, relative to their business unit. Um, after Chevron Phillips Chemical, I did uh, experience layoff, oh gosh, almost a year. Uh, but I was fortunate to be hired at Applied Materials in a hybrid role. I am a senior paralegal for the Global Ethics and Compliance team. Um, it hasn't been quite as challenging as my other roles. <laughs> uh, the only challenge I would say is I've been in oil and gas for so long, this is my first job working in technology. So the biggest challenge for me has been learning about technology, but my roles and tasks continue to grow and develop. I have had a wonderful uh, career of learning different areas of compliance, uh, which has been helpful in my role at uh, Applied Materials because, um, un you know, each company is structured differently. And at Applied Materials, I am supporting not only just ethics and compliance, I also support data privacy and litigation. So I've been fortunate that all my experienced from all of the other companies I work for in compliance, I can use that um, at Applied Materials. Uh, mainly my job 
uh, I think it focuses around mostly investigations, which is something that I really want to, it's at the top of my list, I really want to learn and get more involved with. I want to become an investigator. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but I've had a private investigations license before, and I got that license because I wanted to learn more about investigations on my own, and that's helped me. Uh, I worked with a police officer, an HPD officer, working for him doing private investigations. So I learned a lot from him about details and, and proper investigations. And I learned how investigators look at things from a police officer standpoint. So that kind of helped me in my career uh, when handling investigations uh, in corporate legal ethics and compliance. Uh, also, I think my training in mediation also helped me with talking to people who submit uh, reports uh, and concerns, me helping get more information out of them, me helping uh, get to the facts and the who, the what, the when, the where, the how. I believe those things have helped me also in my career, along with my uh, master's degree that I obtained while working at Shell in uh, business ethics and compliance from New England College of Business and Finance. Uh, back to applied materials, um, some of my tasks include supporting investigations, as I said. Um, also, uh, I help with uh, monitoring tools uh, on our website, uh, just corresponding with the business partners on anything that they need it, with compliance matters. I also manage a mailbox at Applied Materials where all of the inquiries and um, investigations come in. I'm responsible for reviewing those inquiries, reviewing those cases that come in, and also reaching out to the stakeholders, the appropriate stakeholders, uh, to assist me with those matters. Uh, the inquiries that come in include conflicts of, conflicts of interest, uh, gifts and hospitalities, um, uh, let's see, gifts and hospitalities, conflicts, uh, corporate donations, of course, and and then just cases. And then sometimes there's miscellaneous uh, things that come in as well. I also support risk management. Uh, I help draft executive presentations uh, for quarterly reports to the audit committees and board committees. And I also uh, prepare and update various compliance initiatives initiatives that work uh, to and work with people to help implement and maintain updates with new policies and procedures. And that's really about it, Tom. That's about it. <laughs> that's about it. So uh, I guess the thing I wanted to ask you about Shell is, um, I, you know, I worked at Halliburton. You worked at Baker Hughes. You worked at Weatherford. Uh, both oil field service companies that did work with and for the majors like Shell, like an Exxon. Uh, was Shell, and my sense was Shell was much larger uh, employee-wise than Halliburton with literally employees across the globe. And uh, if that sense is correct, uh, what was it like to work really in, in that large of an organization? As, not that 40,000 people is not a lot, but 
uh, 200,000 people could be quite a bit more than 40. So I was wondering if you might give us a little sense of just the size of a shell. Oh, yeah, that was, that was a, a big shock to me at first when I got to Shell. I mean, I've always worked for global companies, but when I got to Shell, I didn't realize how many people there were at Shell until you start doing the numbers and you have to keep track. Um, and it was a big difference. Things went a lot slower. <laughs> um Houston, Texas, USA was not the home office. So, you know, we had to wait our turn. Everything had to go uh, through uh, the Hague and the chief compliance officer um, resided in the Hague. And that's where everyone, you know, all the, the C-suite, everyone was in the Hague. So things took a long time to get done. The approval process was slow <laughs> and it was you know sometimes it was challenging um, a lot of things that we needed to get done for as uh, creating the databases and and workflows I had to work with the team in London so you know not only you know you also had to deal with the time difference and so I had a lot of uh, five o'clock meetings 5 a.m meetings at Shell. Um, but we got it done. You know, we, we had, we learned to balance and, uh, just get, get it done and, and, and everything was successful, but it was a big challenge and it was a big difference when you're, uh, working with people across the pond that make all the decisions. Joy, unfortunately we are near the end of our time for this episode, but I hope our listeners will join us for our final episode where we reflect back uh, on Joya's journey and maybe look down the road a little bit. I look forward to continuing this conversation. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. Thank you again for listening to this episode of The Compliance Life. I hope you will join me again next week where I take up another episode in The Compliance Life. The Compliance Life is a production of The Compliance Podcast Network. If you would like to be featured on The Compliance Life, please uh, give me an email at uh, tfox at tfoxlaw.com. Also, if you like this series, please give us a rating on iTunes. Uh, any review and rating would definitely help get the word out about the latest addition to the Compliance Podcast Network. Thanks again. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.